Blog Talk Radio. Lardy Miss Clardy. Lardy Miss Clardy. Lardy Miss Clardy. Everybody out there in the internet world, welcome to the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show for September 25th, 2010. I am your host, Lardy Miss Clardy, and your co-host for today is Brenda Wright, the lightest Wright. We're coming at you live from Columbus, Ohio, with fresh news on Saturdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. This is the place to be. And this is the place to get heard right here on the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. We have a great show for you this evening. And the topic of this particular show is spiritual abuse, intimidation, the beginning. And the question for you today is, have you ever been spiritually abused by a friend, spouse, or while in a relationship, all in the name of God, have you ever had someone tell you that you that they are God and to submit to them to do unreasonable things to fit in? Have you ever had someone to reverse what you know in God to help them and they try to reverse it on you for bad? Have you ever had anyone to try to manipulate and intimidate you or try to take your position in Jesus Christ? Have you ever had anyone to try to threaten or scare you into controlling you, okay? Using these vicious words and using bad vices to trick you to do the same things they do, and they're saying it all in the name of God because you won't submit to a bad cause They do things to spitefully hurt you. What does the name Jesus Christ mean? Now, I bring that to you today is because that is something to reflect on because there's many people out here, out here in the world that have been through this before. I am in particular one that has been through it. And I have people right here in my living room that have been through some things. And, you know, and I'm going to share a little bit with you later on in the show. But I just want you to reflect on this, and, and you know that these people that say that they are of God or they say that they are God, do you think that these people need to be saved or delivered or and delivered? Do they need to repent? How to repent? Can we help God save them. These are just a few samples of what Satan can do through an unbeliever with you. If you do not have a Holy Spirit or you have grieved and quenched your Holy Spirit in God, get out of the way and get help. Come and join us on this venture on how to stop Satan and his demons from taking what belongs to you in Jesus Christ. We, and if you want to make a comment or share your views, call in at the call-in number at 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. Or you
or you can contact Brenda or Wendy Cardi right on Facebook. We are right there. You can look at us through, you can search us on Wendy Clardy or Brenda Wright. Y'all know our name. <laughs> Let's share with the world. Let's share with the world uh, when you are under spiritual attack how to step on the devil's head. We will be right back. Allowed 
Satan to corrupt their minds and to corrupt others uh, that may have had the chance to experience the love of our Christ Jesus. So I want to first um, tell you a little bit about my past, someone that I had an experience with. And I'm going to use it in a poem, and hopefully you'll get the picture, and I'll, I'll explain more as we go, but definitely to show you what I went through um, uh, to come to you about spiritual abuse, because there are people out there that will use the word of God and the power of God to hurt you. And we want to give you this uh, segment uh, to sh give you a tool, something that will help you to uh, stand against the attacks of the enemy called Satan and his demons. And my poem that I wrote is called Kicked Out of Heaven. I met a man on Valentine's Day. He came to see me to say he was warm and charming and very deep. I pulled out my Bible to Adam and Eve. We even talked about the birds and the bees and heaven, bees. Such closeness I felt with him, never thinking there was a beginning and an end. We traveled and sang hymns together and prayed all over the place. It was this dark secret. The sun went down and the moon came. There was a howl and he changed. I had a dream. It came true. There were you, them, him, and me. It was too many in the, it was too many in the way in this room. We told he told me that God gives him everything. He said, I am your God. Open up and serve me. The war began. The battle to fight for right and the right to life. He lied to me. I was innocent. He said he was God and to serve him. There was no more heaven, including me. He had fallen, kicked out of heaven because he was deceived, made in rebellion. Now, that poem is real-life experience was someone that was a baby learning about the faith and someone had hurt him in his past. And being that I know a, more, a little bit more about the spiritual realm, I was more responsible. However, Satan, I did not know, had a plan to try to deceive me with things that I did not know of, because I don't know everything, but the attacks, the tactics that were used definitely had put me in a panic mode where I had to get on my knees and ask for the Holy Spirit to intervene in order to get me out of this, because if I wouldn't have, I would have been married to a man that was not only needing to other women, but was with another man. And this is the truth. And, and he came to see if he could get that control. But as, as, as God is God,
his word is true, that he will save anyone that calls out on his name, especially those that are with the Holy Spirit. Now, even those that don't have the Holy Spirit, you can still call out on the name, but still, we all have to repent for our sins and take responsibility for each part that we played in, all right? But definitely, because of this and other uh, factors and people that I have talked to, I have come to believe that this this topic is a very important topic for everyone to listen to because if we don't help each other, the enemy is surely out to crush us, and we will not be able to get the blessings that the Lord has provided for us, said that we could have, and the right to be in the love of God. The Holy Spirit is what keeps you. So what I want to do at this point is I want to turn this over to my co-host, and I'll be back later and talk on more of this subject that we just talked about. And and let Brenda, the light is right, explain and talk to you about some things concerning, you know, what she's been through and or, you know, just some ideals for you to have in order for some tools for you to look up some things in the Bible and some things to think about. But I'm going to turn it on over to her, okay, and let her speak. All right? Now, Brenda, you 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 had went through some things and have seen people go through things as well. And what is it that you can use as a tool to be able to help the people that are hearing about spiritual abuse, intimidation. Well, first, first of all, when, we, when going through these, these things that we call abuse, as spiritual, uh, spiritual abuse and stuff, we need to first recognize what it is. When you've been attacked by the Spirit, the only person that can help you within the attack is God. So... If you know or you feel that you are being attacked, then you need to look within yourself and seek that help from God that you really need. Because only he knows the real the real need that you need in order to win the battle of this attack. That's a good that's a good one. That's very, very, very well said. Very well said. And I know that you have wrote some things and you want them to look into Bible verses concerning this and maybe you might want to read some of your literature. You know, on the subject. I mean, well, you summed it up pretty well, but you know, uh, breaking it down and helping them understand through, you know, trials and tribulations and certain things like that that may play a part. I can do that. Yeah, you know. Go ahead. Okay, I've kind of looked up a little bit about the trials and tribulations. And it's uh, the trials and tribulations of unknown forces that are not of human nature, that is in each and every one of us. These forces that some of us do not recognize are what are known as spirits. To give you an example of what a spirit is, it is something that is called inter-instinct. If you know you are doing something that is wrong and something from inside is telling you that it is wrong, then that is your inner instinct, which is the spirit that is housed within your body. Now, some people are able to recognize it, and overcome the devil's hand that is trying to grab onto the soul by rebuking it in the name of Jesus. 
while others fall short to it because of the lack of faith or not knowing the strength of God through prayer. So when you get to this point, the things that you are familiar with has changed you and you lose everything you were blessed with by the grace of God. Sometimes some of the trials and tribulations can seem to be a bit much. We are ready now. We already know that God will not put more on us than we can bear. So as we are going through our trials and tribulations, God has allowed us to go through it, is to help us grow strong in the faith and in the spirit. If you would like to know more, read Job chapter one through forty to help you understand that we all go through, but. Just don't deny God. So no matter what anyone says, we must keep our faith on the spirit that is inside of us. It is not easy sometimes because of distractions, but focus, even if you have have to let go of something, you think that is important to to do it. If you need to follow up on this, read 1 Samuel. The Battle of David can help you understand. Here's something for those that have tripped on the past and fell upon sin. Sometimes we don't realize that. Something of the past wants to hold on tight to and not let go. But in order for us to move on, we must let go to receive a better future that God has set in place for us. If you need more understanding, look up Ezekiel chapter 7, verse 17, 19. Now, blessings are due to everyone, but you must obey the word of God. For example, stop judging people. We all have a bad habit of doing that, and we need to learn how to not do that. Try to help more in your community. When I say that, that's not to try to take over your community, but if you see someone in your community that is going through some things, Step up and, and try to help them along the way while you're helping yourself. Help lift someone else's spirit. Never try to keep someone down. If you if you know that they're down, you try to help lift them up. Let let them hear the word of God coming from you. Just keep keep moving with the word. The only one that can judge us is God through our deeds. Then by our actions is how we receive our reward. To understand this, read.
have a, a, you know, let you think on that, and I'll be right back, okay, and on more on this subject of spiritual abuse. Those that really know and they they 
they turn uh, uh, babies that, that are unlearned or don't know a whole lot into something else than what they're supposed to be because they want control and they say they are God. That's male or female. So what does abuse mean? Again, I went into the Encarta Dictionary, and this is what it means. Maltreatment, cruelty, the physical, psychological, or sexual maltreatment, or spiritually of a person or animal. You can put an animal in there. They all talk about abuse on that too. But And this is like, for instance, allegations of abuse of government power. These are people that know the power of God, know God, and yet rebel and use those powers to try to bring rebellious armies against good people, and especially people of God, chosen people, all right? Then it says improper use, the illegal, improper, or harmful use of something or somebody, improper practice. Oh, I said that again. Yeah. An illegal, improper, harmful practice, i.e. human rights abuse. We all know about that. We know the enemy, if you don't know your right in God, he will step all over you like you know great and make wine out of you. So that's a, that's a good way to look at it. Insults, insulting or offensive language, drug use. That's another meaning of abuse. This is how you know people that are on the other side partying with Satan, all right? Insulting or offensive language, whether you know they're insulting you, insulting your intelligence, cussing at you, these are all signs of some kind of spiritual change in that person that is doing these things. Also, it has in here masturbating is an abuse, all right? Also, we got spiteful, which is another abuse. Being vindictive in a petty way to someone that would not do what he or she wants you to do. Control is another abuse, especially in a negative sense. Example, using, for example, using fear or intimidation. Intimidation is to persuade, persuade or dissuade someone by frightening. Fear tactics. These are all are the, the weapons that can be used by the enemy called Satan in people that come your way to try to put peer pressure on you, make you feel like that you're nothing. If you're already feeling deep and weak and, and somebody has hurt you, they're longing in the past of what has happened to them and different things, the enemy will use these tactics somehow to, to weaken you to inhabit you, to make you one of his. Now, if someone has spiritually abused you in this manner, then more than likely you have been involved with someone in idolatry because this abuse has to do with serve me, serve, serve it in drugs, or, you know, idolatry, just, you know, whatever they can do that they put something more over than God. All right? And what does idolatry mean? It means idol worship. The worship of idols or false gods having impertinent admiration, excessive admiration or love shown for somebody or something. 
Thus, if you are idolizing someone or something, this can cause one to rebel against the truth of who you are to worship, which is Jesus Christ. Then this is called witchcraft. Because rebellion is witchcraft. But first, before we deal with witchcraft, let's look at rebellion. Let's find out what that means. In the thesaurus and in the Carter Dictionary, uh, English version, it states rebellion means to revolt. What does that mean? It means to defy authority, rebel against, uh, uh, rebel against and try to overthrow an existing God or government. And in this case, just like Satan tried to do in heaven with, with God, God kicked him out of heaven right here on earth where he down here repping the ravens, killed, stealing, and destroying anybody that done lost their joy, hadn't got saved, hadn't repented, going through problems, lonely in heart. All this means is that they are they want you to not go and, and, and do the things that Jesus will want you to do so that you can come out of all of your woes and sorrows. He wants you to revolt against God because he already got a bandana. All right? Now, uprising means rebellion, an act of rebellion or revolt against authority. Upheaval means disturbance, which is also in a rebellion, a strong or sudden change in spiritual or living condition. And if you start to see this, then we're going on to say, in seeing those that are in Satan's army and have been enslaved to this kind of mentality or will, okay, they will uh, uh, rebel against and attack anyone in authority of the opposing, especially if it's of anything of the truth, especially when you're talking about the word of Jesus Christ and you're talking about power in prayer. His whole idea is to Knock your mind so far away where you don't have time to even think so that he can take you over and make you one of his. All right? Now, what is witchcraft? It means exercise of allegedly magical power, seductive charm, alluring or seductive charm or influence. Now, let's look at what seductive means. From this point of view, it means sexually enticing. Now, we all know that, you know, we got guys and women that try to seduce you into having sex. Well, we know that ain't a God because God wouldn't come to you seducing you this way. He tells you to, you know, abstain from it, remove yourself from it, because it's something that is not good for you if it is not done with the truth. And the truth of God says to abstain. All right? We'll get into that later about the abstain. Let me go further. Sexually enticing, aiming to be or regarded as being sexually inviting. Tempting means serving to tempt, persuade, or attract. That's with drugs. Oh, come on, man. Come on, girl. We could go and party and get here. Smoke this. And, you know, it'll make you feel good, good, good. Gin will make you sin. You know, all these things. We know all about this stuff. 
because we've all been through it, those that have been out there in the world. We know about these things, all right? If you have or have been indulging into this rim, then you are familiar about it. Now, let's look at what familiar means. And we call this a familiar spirit. In Carter Dictionary, explained familiar spirit is the same as familiar. It means often encountered, well-known, commonly seen, or heard and easily recognized acquainted with something, with a thorough knowledge and good understanding of something, all right? So we all know about drugs, sex, alcohol, peer pressure, all of those things that can cause for how Satan or the negative forces that come in to keep you from knowing the truth or wanting to have anything to do with God, who is Jesus Christ that we got to go through in order to be saved. Satan don't want us to be saved. The second definition for familiar means impertinently intimate, thus meaning unduly friendly or intimate in a way that is seen as presumptuous or impertinent. I had to break this down, y'all, because I had to find out this for myself, so I broke it down, went and defined it more. What is impertinent, presumptuous, and unduly? Presumptuous means arrogant. Oh, we done met some of those people that are arrogant in God. I'm God. Or, I, girl, you know, I, I'm a pastor. Or I'm a this and I'm a that. Even in the world, I got it going on. You know what I'm saying? Those, that's an arrogant, bold, and conceited person, a person that gets the bitch head because they think they got it. The word unduly means out of all proportion. They done made themselves, they done blew themselves so big till they distorted themselves and we distorted with them if we go follow it. And improper means, I mean, impertinently means disrespectful, impolite, insolent, meaning rude or disrespectful. Now, we all know when we get in relationships with men and women and be out there with people on the street. You know, some of us don't know how to act in them. There are people out there, you know, they get so comfortable, so conceited, because you just said, Hercules, Hercules, hero, hero, ass. You understand what I'm saying? And they got the big head because, see, they ain't got nothing in them to stop them from being from being a big head, from being conceited. Because if you got the Holy Spirit, you you got to be, you don't, you be real careful who is pumping you up. Because you're scared. Because if you go, you know pride goes before a fall. Now, I'm being practical with you. I ain't trying to give you a whole bunch of uh, 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 verses in the Bible. I'm giving you practical tools because I have to give it to you A, B, C. All those out there that know what I'm talking about and they know the Bible, y'all know what I'm talking about, all right? So I'm just being me tonight. So, if you have experienced this or still involved in this, you can become perverted in the mind after this. Now, I want to find out what perverted spirit means. What is perverted? According to the thesaurus, perverted means distorted, tainted, misrepresented, misused, and altered. Thus, some that have erred from the faith or truth of how to conduct themselves have been introduced to these behaviors or patterns and 
try to control others to stay in it. Some that feel that they have so much control that these spirits and or patterns discussed can lead them into spiritism. Oh, we can come deep here now. Because now you pervert it. Now you think you got it on, got it going on because there's some people that believe they are God or they so high up in God to where now they think they're spiritualists. Think they can be used by God and they be in the spirit of air because of all just previously what I just defined to you and the enemy have got a hold on them at this time because pride is in the way. And it's a perverted them to believe that they are all back in a bag of chips and they want you to come and consult them. They want you to serve them. They want all the glory. And they don't forgot about God and they don't went on without the chariot. Alright? So, what does perverted mean? Well, it means distorted. A distorted mind, tainted body, misrepresent the word and power of God, misused because they've been misused. We talk about people on the street, too. We talking about all of us Christians that have been through trials and tribulations. We done been through some things, and some of us have fallen from the faith because it's gotten too hard for us. And because of that, some go start to go and don't believe in the church no more or believe in the saints anymore. So they go to spiritualists. Like spiritism means spiritualist, okay? What is spiritualist? Using the thesaurus, spiritualist means psychic, mystic, telepathic, diviner, seer, a mind reader, a medium, which spirits speak through. Thus, this depends on who is sending the spirit to speak to you. Is it Satan or is it Jesus or who everybody calls God? Sometimes you've got to find out what God it is. Is it the spirit of lies or the spirit of truth? Now, the word definer, I took that specifically out of there. Let's find out what that means. What is diviner? According to the Encarta Dictionary, having a God-like nature, being God or God or God, being God or God or God is this, predicts something as if supernaturally, apparently hmm, by supernatural means. Some people seek these people for advice on spiritual matters. Thus, those that are called spiritualists have endeavored into spiritism, leading weak souls into error. Now, how do you know which one of these entities to trust and listen to? I just explained each one of these meanings and how to spot each one of these spirits or entities that show the spirit of error. And Satan uses some of us this way to keep us from obeying the lifestyle of Jesus Christ. Now, we've mentioned how, how do you know which one of these entities to listen to? Well, I'm telling you about all the negativity about how someone that is saying they are of God but turn around in the same breath and tell you that they are God is the spirit of Satan and how you can look for these patterns or these spirits. Now, 
we have talked on spiritual, on the meanings of spiritual and abuse. Now, you put those two together to understand spiritual abuse. Fightfulness, idolatry, rebellion, witchcraft, familiar spirit, perverted spirit, spiritism or spiritualist, and diviner. These are the ones that you want to look out for and understand what the meanings are and then understand, you know, that every one of us have been familiar with this somehow, some way, somehow, all right, and pay attention. Now, if you are in rebellion and you do what Satan tells you to do through others that have these kinds of behaviors mentioned, you will become it. And the one that talks it to you by using the word of God or God's power, and they are telling you with the same breath that they are God, all right? But they want you to believe they are in God with it. God said that they will be judged, especially if Satan's followers touch an anointed chosen that is in the truth and that have confessed to believe in Jesus Christ and is filled with the Holy Spirit. Satan has no right to take what belongs to Jesus. He or she will be judged along with Satan's demons. Retribution will take place. What does retribution mean? Retribution means punishment. Something done or given to somebody as punishment or vengeance for something he or she has done. There are four things to think about. A just retribution for their crime is a retribution. Revenge, payback, justice. Now let me explain a little bit further. When a false prophet has intentionally hurt you, and you were innocent, not committing any crime against them as a chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. There is retribution, swift payback for you. Not that you are to do it, but God will do it for you. God says, touch not my anointing and do my promise no harm. Vengeance is mine, thus saith the Lord, but I shall repay. And they that are rebellious, using the powers of God for any evil reason to hurt you because you are chosen or because you have confessed that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Mm-mm. I'm, I'm, I'm getting happy over here. That's all. I'm getting happy, y'all. But i got to tell it, all right? They say, and the things that they say to you, and they try to make you to submit, to the control based on unreasonable acts or conditions in the name of our God, what they call God, in the name of God. For example, allowing them to have sex with other men, other women, using drugs, that means mind-altering drugs, weed, crack, heroin, whatever it is, it's all a mind-altering drug, and it all leads people into doing acts with men and women and other things in their life that they would not do if they, if they had the strength to get away from it. Ah. And sometimes they even use fear tactics. However, bigger the crime, the harder they fall. 
And if the rebellious one does not turn from his evil ways and repent for the crimes he has done, then they are given over to a reprobate mind. They will be damned. You have people in prison now that had chance after chance to get it right, but because they refuse to cooperate with the powers that be, they are brought under judgment, and either they are given life in prison or death. This is what happened when God judges the rebellious for their crime. The authorities of the judicial system and the authorities of God keep records of your behavior in crimes that you commit against the innocent. This is to say that what is done on earth is done in heaven. God reigns on the just as well as the unjust. They will get caught and get back what they have done to you. It's just a matter of time. Sometimes it comes swift. If you know what I know, repent and learn about Jesus Christ. And besides, is there anybody in here that's with me today that can tell me what does Jesus Christ mean? Anybody know what Jesus Christ means? Miss Diane, you wanna you wanna you wanna tell anybody out there what Jesus Christ means? Our Savior is salvation. And he is also his. Say that again. Raise that one up. I mean, Kinsmen Avengers, you hear that? You hear that? Kinsmen Avengers. Anything like you just saying so much as you don't have to fight that. The Lord will fight you. He will avenge you. Yes, yes. He will avenge you of the wrong that has been done. Trust in him and you believe in him. He will do this. It's not automatic. Right. It's according to your faith. Yes. According to what you believe. Yes. If you trust in him, if you give your life to him, yes. and you trust in him to a part of the royal family, he is your kinsman avenger. Yes, God is a loving God. Yes, he is. But he is also a God of war. Yes, he is. And he is the kinsman avenger. The Jewish people, if someone was wrong, yes. and maybe that, maybe that woman did not have a husband, yes. but she had someone that was in the family, a kin. Someone in that family was obligated mm-hmm. to avenge them of the wrong that was done to them. Yes. And that's what Jesus is. Our kinsman avenger, but he is the anointed one. In other words, the one with the power of God upon flesh. Yes. At that time, as he walked his earth, doing what flesh cannot do. Yes. One six one. And he also gives us the ability to do what we would normally be able to do. Yes. the power of God. Thank you. That was awesome. They need to know that. And we need to know it too. Because of what we're telling you, and it ain't like that we ain't using it for ourselves. Because we get tried just like Jesus did in the day. All right? And so the devil comes for a season. And and he comes and tests you from time to time to see if you're still awake. So if you know what I know, all those that have done wrong, Two innocent people that are chosen, that's been that's been
sin that's been touched by Jesus Christ. Repent. Repent. Because the day is at hand. It is at hand. Retribution will take place. For all of those out there that don't know Jesus, learn about Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And I'm going to take a slight pause for the call, and I will be back more on Lardy Miss Clardy on Blog Talk Radio Show.
right, all right. We are back. I'm hoping that, you know, you relax off this music that we're playing by Jeff Majors, Sacred Major 7. And that's what we will be cruising with today and cruising with uh, on this subject on spiritual abuse, intimidation, the beginning. And uh, I want to add uh, with this, we, even though that I have uh, spoken to you on a grassroots level, I'm hoping that, you know, this information on defining uh, the problem areas uh, that, that Satan deals in and that you will be able to spot it through just the behavior, through the, the, the definition, because everybody knows right from wrong just somebody is a little bit more austere than others. And, you know, we have to get out and help each other uh, to be more um, to be more literate about how the attacks of Satan come in to steal, kill, and, and, and destroy all of what God is wanting as a promise to be in your life. And all we want to do is to give you some insight now, I'm going to take and I'm going to read something to you um, because after, after the poem that I have read to you earlier in this segment of, of, of my trial uh, with a gentleman that I was with, uh, that God, I guess God was using me to help to open up his spirit or his conscience because it was seared in terms of uh, Having, having no love and no sorrow for how he was treating me. And I think we all have been through this, whether one time or another in our life. But I wanted to also show his side of the story. And, you know, I saved this piece of diary that came from this man. And, uh, and I want to read it to you because, again, it's, you have been hurt if a, a, a baby in Christ or a person that's unlearned about how to conduct themselves, how to be in the life of God with people, and they've been around nothing but bad people doing bad things primarily for a while in their life, and they get in despair because nothing can uh, prosper or grow, then they get where they are so weak in the soul and so deep in the sorrow of what they are in to where probably they will do anything, shake hands with the devil, or, you know, this is, uh, this is how people come in and call themselves helping you and do more harm to you by uh, inputting into a spirit that is weak like that negative things, and that's all they have to grow on. Well, that's all they have to, uh, to, to, to come into the world being around people with. So I just want to share this, uh, this diary. And it came from in 2008. And this is how I knew that, that the dream that I had had came true. Um, and it was devastating for me, but God seen me through as long as I did not uh, submit to being his wife and, and accepting him going in and out of our relationship with the women 
in the men that uh, could have affected our lives or, or affected my body, brought disease in, the perverted this up, my mind. I'm just praise, I'm praising, praising and thanking God for giving me the insight and also to go and seek wise counsel because if you don't do that, the enemy knows how also to seclude you away from people so that you won't have a mouth to talk because he wants to close your mouth and he wants you to be silent and he don't want nobody. It's just like a, being a molested by a, a molester, somebody that uh, uh, sexually abused you when you was a child and then, and then put fear tactics in, you, tactics in you to not tell. And this is what they do if you have not grown from that stage in, in, that, in, that, in, that, in that time. The enemy can still use you in your adult time and do the same thing to you that it did to you in your youth. And it's imperative that you got to see from this man's eyes what he must was going through for the reason why he felt as though that he had nowhere to go but down. So I'm going to read this one to you. And... uh, uh, this should give you something to think about, too, because I'm sure that there's people that felt like this. And we're trying to do everything we can do to help everybody understand that you're not alone. We all go through it. And we want to be able to bring information to help you uh, recognize where you are in your, in, your, in, your, in your walk or even the things that you are going through. So... Uh, just give me a minute here, and let me uh, and, and let me let me get to this. Hmm. All right, all right. Just one second here. I'm having problems with the computer doing the thing, but. Uh, We'll get there. Just one second. You know what? Let me let me take another slight pause for the pause here. I'm having a small little issue here, but I'll be right back. Let me get this together, all right? I'll be right back. Reminded that I already had the information, so I am going <laughs> to to read this to you, okay? And again, this is the same fella that I know that he loved me, but because he had been through so much and already had been already tapped in before I got to him, that he didn't know nothing else but to treat me the way that he was being treated, and so. Um, Somebody had to take it and, and, and at the same time pray about it and then wait on God to deliver your boat out of whatever you're going through. But, you know, at the same time, it was a lesson learned. I will never forget it. And I hope that, as I said before, this, this segment 
give someone out there uh, some hope and how to deal with their despair and not to ever deny God and to never allow anyone to take and control you, intimidate you in any kind of way. So here is this diary. And, you know, to this day, he don't even know I have this diary, but it came a time where it was needed. All right? And it was done in 2008. This diary was wrote. It says, I'm writing in you this day because I feel so all alone and no one hears the words I say. My world is closing in and I don't know what to do. I am telling you this from my heart. This is the last entry I'll make in you. Just as I wrote this, I heard a voice deep inside saying, give me a chance, give life another try. I lost my job yesterday and my mortgage is four months behind. My car is running out of gas and my husband I cannot find. I cannot, my life is turned upside down and I don't know which way to go. I guess this is what it sounds like in the midst of a tornado. My eyes are full of tears. My soul feels so weak. Now, this was at his lowest point in his life of what has become a burden. He had been doing drugs, alcohol, partying. His daddy had died some time back, and that, he said that that was the cause of why he was doing what he was doing. But doing those drugs brought in, you know, bad women, dirty women, strange men, gay men. He even had a man that was gay living with him. And then because they were all together in a cesspool of sin, there was no money to help to keep the bills up, gas in the car, and everything went down, down to the point where he couldn't even pay his child support. So the last move and God's best way to try to save somebody he loved, he found a way, God found a way to have him put away in jail. And he was there for two years. That was God's hand on that man to try to stop the enemy from taking any more control over him. And that was God's way to try to help to redirect his life to a better, better place, a second chance to do it all over again because in this diary, he said it just as he wrote this. He heard a voice deep down inside. So there's something down in you, people, that tell you what to do. And if you listen to it, you can, it, 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 will, it will help you, get you to where you need to be in safety. But in this case, it just said to him, 
thing to give it another chance. Give life another try. Give me another chance. Give life another try. Give me a chance. Give life another try. That was a spirit of an angel. Somebody inside, a spirit in, in, inside that man that was telling him to give God, to give Jesus a try, to give life another try. And it took him for the term where he was messing with any and everything. And when I met him, I went through a whirlwind, but I made it through because God was able, because I was a little more learned in how to deal, how to listen to God. I tried to help him, but I cannot help him. Only God can do that. But like God said, search your own salvation. And so those that are saved in it, you know, those that know how to search for wise counsel and get people around them, we go run for help, run for cover. And we're saying even for you, even for you that is down and distraught, get away from the negative people. Don't let that control take it, take, take over you from those people. Say to them, no, I've got to go. I need help. Don't let them kill you. Don't let Satan kill you through them because his job is to steal, kill, and destroy everything that you have. So now I'm going to turn this over, you know, because I get happy. And, you know, and all I want to do is just tell you, you know, what I've been through and what this gentleman's been through. And we know that we got our prayers out there for this man and for anybody else that's going through this, that to hold on to the hand of Jesus, repent for your sins, get in a church, get baptized, and receive the Holy Spirit. But first, you must repent. Because when you ask God, to take you out of something, and he gets you out of it, and you do not repay to commit to the vow, that is also, that's also a repayment because he does not take it lightly that you ask for help, and when you got it, that you turn your back on him like a turncoat and went back out there and served the enemy all over again. Oh, that's retribution. You cannot do those things. It is not good. So I'm saying the only way for any of us, even if we all are come short of the glory of God, we all come short, and we all have sin. None of us is good. No, not not one of us, not without the Holy Spirit and without the seal. We still are learners. We're still learning of God. But we must repent when we know we have done wrong to ourselves, to the people we love, whether it was lying to them, hiding secrets, whatever it was, repent. Repent. Because God wants to see us all work together and stay together. Brenda, now, you have this book here. And before I get into the book, I want to ask 
and walked down here on this earth and died for our sins. And then he rose. That's right. Then he rose. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm saying to you that I ain't putting nothing out here no more than what I've been through and what all other people have been through and everybody that knows, you know, the walk of God, we all, we all still need to still keep in contact with God and learn more of him each day. So there are seven steps to a person that is down on their luck and, and, and have no way out, they think, how the enemy called Satan uses to possess him with demons. And Brenda, I am going to have you not to read all of this, but there are seven steps towards demon possession that is out of the demonology and deliverance book on principalities and powers by one that comes from Dr. Lester Sumrall, okay? And, you know, just a bullet point, how, what are the seven steps towards demon possession and what you can find in there, a small segment to speak on and the verse here as we go, you know, to talk on this. Uh, because they need to know the steps to demon possession. There are names to this. And we want you to know about them. Brenda, go ahead. Okay, we're going to start with the repressive religion. This, this, this here is off the repression religion is uh, often found in churches and religions. People go to church and never experience the joy of salvation, for example. A man goes to worship service and takes with him a little boy or girl. They walk along the sidewalk chatting and laughing. Within 50 steps of the church, suddenly something happens to the man. His eyes go into a fixed glare. His body becomes as rigid as a board. He walks softly into the church, finds his pew, and sits down. For the next hour, he sits there like a mummy, with no expression of every kind. When the meeting is over, he gets up and goes out. As he gets about 50 steps away from the church, he sighs and says, I'm glad that's over for another week. Mm-hmm. Well, ain't that something? Ain't that something? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, yeah, it goes I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit on that from a scripture from First Kings, verse eight, is six five, uh, chapter uh, chapter eight, verses sixty five and sixty six. It says, at that time Solomon held a feast, and all Israel with him, a great congregation from the entering of the Hamath unto the river of Egypt before the Lord our God seven days and seven days, even 14 days. All right. This right here. Repressive homes. And then I want to share the yeah, uh, repressive homes of, and people. It says every home should take a survey of its members. The daughters in the home can be the repressors. When something goes wrong, she slides into a tantrum and it takes everybody in the house to get things back to normal. Now that is 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 a uh, something.
something that's going on right here in modern-day society with our generation of our teens and, and our little ones where we've got the judicial system and and everybody involved where they didn't kind of took over our kids and we ain't allowed to take our kids the way we should. It says now it could be a wife and a mother and it causes everybody to tiptoe around or the, or it could be a husband or a brother or whatever. <laughs> but uh, most times when, when uh, you get repressive in home, it's unrecognizable. You can only recognize this if you are paying close attention to the things that are around you. I can talk about this part because this was part of my trials and tribulations that I'm going through in the men's room and still walking through. I first noticed a change in my household sometimes some years and years ago. Being, me being the woman that I am, I tried to solve different things in each one of the individuals that I noticed the change is coming from. Let's see, I want to tell you about Satan. He had his hands on so many of those individuals in the house, it was hard for me to fight it by myself. So there was a voice that came to me one day that said, done. When that voice came to me, that meant I had to let him go. I didn't let him go and just leave him hanging but I had to remove myself from that situation before I became part of that, that drama that, that was going on with, with the hands of Satan. As I, as I draw myself away, I feel like that I'm going through now the, what, what you're calling the, the Bible when I spoke about the first Samuel, the Battle of David. I'm going through that right now. I get sticks and stones, so that's to see how well that my spirit can be broke. To see that what they don't, what they confusing them is that I'm so humble. They don't understand why I'm so humble. I'm humble because I know that I got the faith in me from God to stay strong so I can keep helping them. So as long as I got that in me, I know that there's no way Satan can touch me because if he touches me, then I know the whole household is gone. But as I'm going through this, and I'm, I'm being the strong and, and getting stronger and stronger. Each stone, each, each, each stone that comes my way is, getting, is making me stronger and stronger and stronger to where the humbleness for me is, is rubbing off now onto some of the ones in the house because they're starting to get the picture. I can help them to an extent, but I can't help them completely without them having that faith within God on their own. Everyone has to have their own terms. So I, I, I kind of can get into the repressive homes and people because if people refuse to to, to, to to acknowledge and seek out the help of God and you're still in, in, that, in that presence, they got to go. It ain't no if, and, and doubt because if they don't go, you're going to become miserable. You're going to be, be coming uh, slowly and slowly into some type of depression mode where everything around you is going to start falling apart because you're going to be starting to lose part of your mind because you have let this issue become a, a part of you now. So you have to remove yourself. Come on. Amen. Don't be scared. So when, when they talk, when, when, when I mentioned about the, the tantrums, the tantrums do come out, and, and half the time, 
I notice when, when these fits are thrown and we talk about it later after they calm down or whatever, they don't even know what made them do this. And I'm, I'm asking them questions. You don't know. How, what do you mean you don't know and you just uh, practically destroyed almost half the house? But then, you know, I, 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 I did what was best for them. I started uh, speaking to them and going to church with them. So as they start going, you know, they, they got to talking to the pastor and got to listening to the word. I see tears rolling down their eyes and stuff because they looking at me at the church. They come up and tell me, Mommy, this is what's been going on all along. So I got a few of them now that's stepping up to the plate and, and get really trying to make that right move and step in with, and walk with the Lord. So... Um, but to, to get from the repressive of the homes, we want to go to the suppression. Oh, here, girl. I'll meet you here now. Now, for, for the suppression, they give a definition for, which means that normally it's squeezed down. It also means to conceal and to suppress information. It says, okay, feeling, feeling and desire when it is not expressed can be suppressed mm -hmm. or kept back. Mm -hmm. The devil is very keen to suppression. It represents another step toward deterioration mm -hmm. of emotion and the destruction of poor and complete personal happiness. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people, they fall into this too and don't realize it, that it's best that we are giving you this information because some of us out there are scared to ask for some of this and or don't know where to go to ask for some of this. So hopefully that you are taking this in. And we want to we want to go on down further to depression. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a, that's a, that's a you said you need that one. Now depression yeah, according that's a, that's a, to what it states here. That's a fourth step toward complete demon denomination is depression. This is a big now, ain't that something to think about? We hear depression all the time. Yep. And never did we think that the devil was in hand that played a part I in it. Was in, was and, and then we have where it explains the causes of depression. There are some people who are religiously depressed, that they that, that think there is great depression. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Pick it up on me. That they think holiness in a long face, I want to assure you there is no political basis for this ideal. Traditions can be produced depression. It says traditions.
know they couldn't go out and help nobody. Well, yeah, they <laughs> came up with a bunch of them. So, one, Jaheel told me he gave an example of the man. Right. When he was trying to get his hand, and it's like, okay, but you don't want me to get his hand, but if your ox falls into a ditch on the Saturday, you earn your living, you're going to get him. So, you have more compassion right. than thinking about your ox. Right. And your money, but this man over here has been waiting all his life right. to heal. You, you, want, you want to throw this law up. You want to throw this tradition up. And um, it's just, you know, you got to give place to the Word of God. Right? you got to give place to the Word of God. you got to obey the Word of God, do what the Word of God says. Right. So he gets home. That's right. Okay, we move down to the fifth one, which is oppression. The fifth stage to which the devil drags a person to destroy and possesses him is what I call oppression. Mm-hmm. It is a vast area of human experience, far deeper and more involved than depression. Now, I'm, I'm going to see if they can give me an example here so I can kind of get a clarity for you. Okay, it says to oppress anybody is to weigh him down with something he is not able to carry. The children of Israel were oppressed in Egypt. They were cruelly treated, beaten unmercifully, and crushed down until they couldn't carry their burdens any longer. Mm-hmm. If you are oppressed, you are a burden with a load that is more than you can carry. Mm-hmm. I've got an answer to that. Yes, no, no. Yes, and, and the sixth one is obsession. The sixth way the devil can take over human life is by means of obsession. And then we have an A, which is two kinds of obsession, which says, as with most things, there are two kinds of obsession. One we could call positive obsession. Mm -hmm. For example, Christ was obsessed with Mm -hmm. his own death, this destiny of Mm -hmm. saving the world. And we're going to go to the second one. The second one is the Apostle Paul was obsessed with the gospel of Jesus Christ so much that a Roman governor told him he was a mad man. These were magnificent magnificent study. We are dealing with a negative obsession which destroys the human personality. And then it says you can't save yourself. Now, a lot of people think they can, but they can't. Just like a, uh, I don't need nobody. Person on drugs and alcohol just going to stop cold turkey without going through the steps. Yep. Okay, now at this stage of demon denomination, a doubt that the individual being hurt by Satan can save himself without the assistance of another. Mm -hmm. I feel sure that a person who is depressed can shake it off in Jesus' name. And be free. Yeah. I believe that a person who is depressed will remind will remind it of the danger of it and rid himself of yeah. it and have happy, joyful spirits. It is possible for one who is oppressed to help it, help himself when get to this stage where obsession is assuming control of the person's thinking, mm-hmm. he needs outside help to be set free. The reason for this is that when one has an obsession, the mind is changed. Yes. Black becomes white, and white seems black. Oh, I love it. A straight thing is now crooked, and a lie becomes the truth. 
word of God contains within itself. Mm-hmm. Yes. The power to bring itself to power. I know the word of God got power. The word of God is powerful. The word of God, 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 is, God is powerful. Me, don't yes, go to is. fight evil with evil. And you That's pray right. for them. And since I've been praying for them, the arguing been cut down a lot. But I just tell them when I see them doing it, I'm going to pray for you. And then my daughter tripped me off. She's going to say, yes, daddy, pray for me. And I pray for her, and then she's going to come back later on that day and say, thank you for praying for me, daddy. Because I need it. That's right. That's right. The word I will teach you how to pray. Uh, now, the uh, Lord Jesus Christ said, you know, the willpower is a very big, one of the greatest gifts that God has given us. And a lot of people uh, be, uh, get, get their will taken, you know, because they're too weak. And they can't, you know, they can't, they can't find the strength because they have been weakened so bad that caused them to go and do the things that they do. But that's why it's important to pay in, in the, word the Word of God. God. Right. The Word will make and the word of God also tells us that even right. though you are weak, the Bible says, let the weak say, pray am strong. And it also says that God, that brother that is weak, that God is able to make him stand. You've got to stay in his word. you got to stay, like you said, plugged in. Plugged in. By your church, by your ministry. That's right. Stay around, That's stay around right. the same right. for various strength and numbers. Okay, we don't we don't have a whole lot of minutes left, but uh, we want to we want to uh, add in here about the willpower. Now, the willpower is one of the greatest gifts God has given us, and we should never lend our willpower to anyone. One of the great dangers of hypnotism or anything that has to make the mind yield and the spirit to another individual who may be utterly unscrupulous, there is danger that one may become a slave. All right? You know, that's that control that I was talking about earlier today. And it's through controlling to try to break your will. All right? And then in the other way is, of course, drug addiction and alcoholic addiction can affect a life until a person is not able to govern his own life anymore. As we were just talking about earlier and just a few minutes ago, oftentimes the alcoholism is a spirit. Oftentimes it seems that alcoholism is a spirit. Although a person says he's never touched alcohol again, he suddenly has no power to resist it. It's like crack and anything else that they're doing out there. Once you go back out there messing with them friends and people that you used to be, it's that easy to get back into the darn chain reaction of, you know, that addiction. It's a control, a mind alternate. And although... um, we say that anything that destroy your willpower should be avoided. God wants his children to be men and women of decision, knowing what's right from wrong. They must let no obsession take over the mastery of their soul. And then the last is overcoming obsession. And then I am going to, uh, you know, uh, read, if we have time, a, a short um, uh, a short piece of literature that came from uh, Coach Kenneth Wood. He's a motivational speaker with a message. All right, so Brenda, go ahead and go through the, the overcoming, overcoming obsession. obsession. Once a person has fallen prey to a demonic obsession, 
You need a man of God to pray a prayer of deliverance over him in order to be free. Do not feel that it is difficult or impossible to be set free from the demon obsession. Mm -hmm. Jesus can set you free. He wants to set you free. Mm -hmm. He has the ability to set you free. Do not be afraid of the devil's power. Only believe because Jesus said in Mark, Chapter 9, verse 23. All things are possible to them that believe. Yes. Amen to that. Now, um, without, we're, we're winding down here a little bit, and we got about 19 minutes left remaining. And now I am going to read this, you know, if you don't, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Brenda. You know, you are, you, you did a great job on that. I, I am enjoying this because, as we said before, we're, we're trying to bring something that will help you because we ourselves as Christians and that is in the faith and that is walking, we don't know everything, but we know that the enemy comes in its seasons and times, and we must always be alert and vigilant. And we must have people around us that we can go to to pray. And so we don't want, you know, false prophets and people that putting things into our head that ought not to be there, these people we would call liars. And I have found this piece of literature from uh, Coach Kenneth that speaks on this, and he says in this piece of literature, thou shalt not lie. A liar is worse than a dead dog. Anyone who lies to another individual is a person who has no conscience, no compassion, and ultimately no moral sense of reality. This type of person cannot be trusted with anything of value. As a human race, we must look within ourselves to rid our communities, our churches, our schools, our corporations, sporting events, families, and most of all, our prayer time of this deadly disease which poisons the mind, heart, and soul of every young person living today. I submit to you that Almighty God will judge severely those who lie to the very ones he created. There should never be a time that we as a people disrespect and dishonor the very thing we say we love and cherish. It's time to repent, come clean, and live in the house of integrity. One of the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20, the Bible says, Thou shalt not lie. Playing games with God is a game you don't play. We must never promise to commit unless we commit to the promise. And this piece was done by Coach Kenneth Wood, a motivational speaker with a message, a message from God to his people of God, which God do you serve, God of truth or a God of lies? And we have gotten down to the last wire here, and I want to thank Brenda and Eric and Diane and all of you listeners out there in, in on the Internet on this Blog Talk Radio show for being here to help me to bring forth a very important subject that every one of us get victimized on because of lack of knowledge. And to know that we have people uh, that are around us to help us get the word out to you where you can become more in knowledge 
of what to do to step on the enemy's head that tries to take what God has promised you, whether it be your husband, your kids, you know, a job or people want a job, whatever it may be, the devil is a liar. There, there is, the devil has no right to come and take what belongs to you, whether it's your position in God, whether it's possession, whether it is your family or anything. Most of all, he has no right to take the salvation you work so hard for, and he's going to come and test it over and over again because just like Jesus was in the wilderness, Satan came in the wilderness to test him four times. And then he left for a season. And that's what he does in our life. He come and go like a, a roaring lion, you know, walking to and fro to seek who he can devour. That's what it's all about. And we must stay vigilant. And so I'm happy that, that we are on this show to bring this important piece about spiritual abuse. We pray for you out there. Please pray for us. I thank you very much for coming on to the show and listening, and I hope that this edifies your soul and to help you in your travel from the day-to-day life that you have to. Don't forget to pray. Pray. Don't forget to seek wise counsel. Don't forget to go to church. Don't forget to pray. Don't forget to read your Bible daily because the Word of God is your strength, is your shield, it is, and is your food. Thank you. It's your spiritual food to grow. Thank you, Diane. Yes, it is. And so for now, until next time, please take care of yourself. God bless you. We love you in the Lord, and we'll keep bringing good information to you as much as possible. And if this particular segment have touched you and you feel like you want to give a contribution, go on to www.familiesandvictimsoffraud.com and go to the contribution page and give whatever you can give. It can be a penny. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Because we're trying to bring Blog This Blog Talk Show onto the map and we're trying to raise money in order to have this kind of radio service for the community so we can have something for us and that is not muddied and it's not murky, but we're bringing you true truth and true help to you as hearers. And we do need your help to help us get this new and fresh Law Talk radio show off the ground. And we thank you for your contributions. And we bless you again, and you have a good night. God bless you.
Thank <laughs> you. 